Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Pour yourself a drink and grab some nibbles. You're with Abby Roberts on today's news talk, TNT. Hello, I'm Abby Roberts and welcome to the Abby Roberts Show here on today's News Talk TNT. We've got a packed show and you're very lucky because not many people get to see this face so early in the morning, you lucky, lucky buggers. And you know what? You are the most important part of the show because without you, the listeners viewers whatever you're doing you're having a coffee you may be having a bottle of vodka whatever floats your boat you're the most important part of this show because without you frankly i'm just a big-haired woman talking to herself in a padded room which is that's how my life's going at the moment that's showbiz guys so please do get in touch. This is a very interactive show. You can you can contact me via the live chat, which you can find on the website, which is tntradio.live. You can email me if you want a bit of the old the old old school email, which is Abby Roberts and t- at tntradio.live. You can what other oh you can send a pigeon. <laughs> You can just come in, come into the studio. In fact, I'll give you my home address later. No, I won't do that. That's a terrible idea. You can uh, you can call me. You can call me. How about an old school chin wag? Just go out, do a rotary phone, whatever. Uh, have you got a mobile? Have you got apps? You can uh, you can download the TNTRadio.live app. And if you haven't got a phone with apps on it, and just get your apps out for the lads. Where have you been? It's not 1982. I've just heard a ping in my ear. I don't know. Maybe someone's still got their phone on. But you can. It's just exciting, right? This is the fourth show, guys. The fourth show. And I'm still here, even though I've said the most outrageous things about world leaders. And before I go anywhere else, these are the numbers to call. Do we have the numbers? (laughs) Testing, testing. We don't. That's OK, my darling, because we have the lovely Anoop, who's at the other end. He was there the other day. It's OK. It's all good, guys. This is like the big breakfast for the 1990s. I'm now going to tell you the numbers. For the UK, the number is 0330-024-1026. That's 0330-024-1026. Very easy to get through, guys. There's no excuses. I've heard some people going, oh, I'm shy. Shy? You've got to be bloody joking. I know half of you. Australia and New Zealand, this is your number. 1-800-670-310. I'll read that again. 1-800-670-310. 310. Have you got it? Those are the numbers to call. I quite like reading them out, actually. I feel very much like, you know, what, like one of those um, when you ring the bank and they go, please hold. These are the numbers to call. It's a very serious voice. Anyway, I'm Abby Roberts and this is uh, at the Abby Roberts Show. Delighted to be with you. And without further ado, do you know what? We're going to do one of my favourite parts of the show, we're going to do the paper review, which is where I basically talk to you about, well, it's propaganda in all the papers. And my lovely friend Martin, uh, my lovely friend Martin bought these in today. And this is, we recognise this, this is, uh, you'll know this in uh, all the uh, all parts of the world, The Guardian, otherwise known as the shit rag for the left. 
So this is the Grawny ad, I call it. What a load of absolute... And look on the look at the front page. Because The Guardian loves the working classes, it says English National Opera hit by strike over job cuts. Oh, my goodness, we can't go to the opera because people don't want to sing. Oh, stuff it up your ass! People are on their on their bloody knees after the last four years. So let's have a little look at the first. I feel very serious now with the news. Let's have a little look at the first um, the first item that has been outlined. So this is the headline in the Guardian: Pleasure of sex is a gift from God, but avoid porn. Pope advises. What is it with religious people and sex? Isn't there anything else that's 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 more important to worry about? And this is what uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive. Sexual pleasure is a gift from God, but Catholics must avoid pornography. Pope Francis has said. The pontiff. Oh, I'll tell you what though, he was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell, mRNA's fine, but just not porn. The pontiff made the remarks during a catechesis, oh, that sounds a bit painful, devoted to the vice of lust at his general audience in St Peter's Square yesterday. Sexual pleasure was something to be cherished, he said. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's not wrong. But it was being undermined by pornography and satisfaction without a relationship can generate forms of addiction. We must defend love the Pope said, <laughs> by sticking needles in people without their consent and making them terrified of a uh, non-existent virus. But he added, winning against the battle of lust can be a lifelong undertaking. And you know what? I can confirm that is true. Do you know what? I mean, what, whatever floats your boat. I mean, you know, I th my view is, yes, porn has become a little bit... Um, men, you know, in, in I mean, wouldn't have got any better over the last four years because being trapped in your home, you know, having a Tommy tank um, to... <laughs> To Fiona Bruce um, is uh, is not necessarily healthy, so I think maybe we need a balance. You know, go back to the razzle mags. You remember uh, uh, in the hedgerows when we were when we were kids. Uh, next, next up, I'm being told to get on with it. Right, the Times, the Times, some more propaganda. Um, let's have a little look and see what well, we've got on the front page. Uh, Princess uh, Kate is going into hospital. Um, she's had abdominal surgery. Um, and she's going to be in a private hospital, of course, uh, for two weeks. I'm just thinking if this was on the NHS, she would, well, probably not be alive. Let's be honest, because the NHS is full of communist murderers. Right. That's, that was my last review for them. That's our National Health Service, by the way. Let's have a look, little look at the what's in the Times propaganda section. Covid rules blocked help for terror victims, inquest told. I'm going to do this so I can actually read it. Hello, my darlings. A police medic who tried to save the lives of three men who were murdered in the 2020 Reading terrorist attack could not give them mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation because of Covid-19 restrictions, an inquest heard. James Furlong, 36, David Wales, 49, and Joseph Ritchie Bennett, 39, were stabbed to death by Khairi Sadala, 29, a failed asylum seeker. Well, not really failed, is he? Because he managed to get in. This is un-effing fucking believable. Uh, be oh, my God, because they said... 
um, that they weren't fully dressed. People arrived without their, you know, obviously, because it was an emergency, they weren't in the full hazmat thing. I tell you what, did they do a PCR test on on the on the victims before they gave them? I mean, utterly ludicrous. So that's what I think of the times. Oh, we have a caller. We have a caller. Let's take uh, let's take Daniel from Bath uh, is uh, on the line. Hello, Daniel. Good morning, Abby. How are you on this? Beautiful Good morning, day? my love. Yes, it's it's lovely to hear your voice. Uh, what are, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the news? I mean, what, what have you got to say? What's uh, what's ringing your bells at the moment? Well, I never ever listen to the mainstream news because, as we all know, they do nothing but try and scare us. Because that's all they ever want to do is a perpetual state of fear. And once yes. you start, and so every single morning, I get up bright and early. I get in my ice bath, even on a day like today. I get myself down to a nice cold temperature, and then I put on my tinfoil hat because it's the only way to protect yourself from all the propaganda and the bullshit out there. Yes. So you do uh, so your? Is it Wim? Is it is it Wim Hof? What's the name of the guy that gets in the butt in Wim the ice cold water? That's it, Wim Hof. Yeah, so you that, do your, you do all that. Although I was. Well, I was very disappointed when he moved over to the BBC. Now, although the programme was great, I yeah. don't trust the BBC, so then you've got to start asking questions about these people. You do, absolutely. Maybe you could, you could start your own little channel, uh, Daniel in the, in, the, in the Bath or something. I don't know. Daniel in the Bath from Bath. You see, I've, I've, that's why they pay me the big yeah, box. That sounds pretty cool. Dan Daniel, sounds Daniel pretty God cool. bless you. Thank you for ringing, my love, and uh, to do call again. It'd be great to chat to you. Thank I, you. I just, I just want to say we love you, and Susan loves you, and everyone loves you. Take care. Oh, thank you, Daniel. Say hello to Susan. Thank you so much. Let's go to Shin from France. <laughs> Shin, can I? Can you hear me? Good morning. Good yeah, morning. Can you, you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Good Bonjour. Tu es en France maintenant? Bonjour. <laughs> Are you really in France? Yes, I'm really yes. in France. Oh, you're I'm really in France. France. And well, I tried to call ooh, yesterday. Uh -huh. <clears throat> listen, you tried listen, to call? I tried to call yesterday on the UK number, and I didn't yeah. get through. And so now I'm calling on the American number, <clears throat> but luckily I don't have a smartphone, so I've got unlimited calls worldwide, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Well, that's so, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, Shin. And how are things in France? Is it is is it is it calmed down a bit? Well, is it quite awake? It's well. I'm in the countryside. I'm in the countryside where the Atlantic starts. So, oh, all wonderful! This stuff that's happening in France. It's it's not happening here at all. So that's good. So yeah, it's, that's it's, good. It, we're calm, and we, we came here to look after some children. One is special needs. They're not our oh. children, but we took them out of care. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Shane. Yeah, my life completely. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're a beautiful yeah, man. Why, Thank that's you. That's why I'm in France. Yes, oh, wonderful. A wonderful. Merci, merci beaucoup. I just have a deep voice. You'd have but a deep I'm, voice. Well, I'm you're, I'm you're I'm a real I'm man. A you're, <laughs> well, wonderful. Whatever well, you've. you've, you've You've got a very, very sexy voice. I've got a deep voice as well, and I'm definitely all yeah. woman, as people can see. My darling, I'm going to have to wrap up the call. Please, would you call tomorrow? <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk to you more about uh, the children you look after. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. Merci bien. Au revoir. Au revoir. Right. Thank you, my love. B goodbye. And guys, we are now going to go into. I think I believe we've got our first guest.
we've got our first guest is Sir Danny Rampling there. Hello. Is Danny is off Danny Danny, can you hear me? Yes, good morning, Abby. <laughs> Bloody hell! That's a very sexy <laughs> that's a very sexy deep voice. Good good morning, Danny. Oh, it's so nice to have you. <laughs> um, how's things? That's my straight out of bed voice. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I rang Francis. I rang Francis earlier, who's like, "Hello." It's literally like a, um, bef bef before we before we get chatting, my love. I just want to yeah. play you a little clip of the last time that we met. So let's okay. have a little clip and see Danny in action and me in action. Right. Play that clip, guys. <laughs> Enough of me. Um, that's enough of me uh, doing my doing my very nineties dance moves. Danny, that was at the backyard comedy club, wasn't it? It was after the gig, and then you were the you were DJing, and it was the best night. Do you remember it? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. In Bethnal Green, that was a great night. Yeah, about a year ago. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Night. Yeah, mm. so good. Oh, and as you can see, we were all absolutely, we were all enjoying ourselves to Fat Boy Slim. Um, yeah. Now tell us, because um, tell, tell us about how you got into DJing. Did you come from a musical family? Was that something you kind of uh, was in in your background or? How did I get into DJing? My mother used to yeah. have the radio on in the house in the 60s yeah. and 70s all the time. Um, yeah. And that opened up an obsession to uh, the radio and how music and speech was transmitted across the airwaves and a passion for collecting records and music and family family gatherings, family parties. Music would always be played and I'd uh, put the records on at those uh, um, family parties. So, mm. you know, not all night. Um, <laughs> not an all-nighter with your, with your no. grandma, with your grandma <laughs> no. reaching for the lasers. That is... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love that though. I love that. So, so you had so from an early age, you were thinking, "Oh, these these are good tunes." And did you start to like mix them? Could you start to hear where the music slot one song slotted into another? Then, or did that take a little bit, no, bit more no, time? Here I say it. Most of them were uh, seventy-eight records and things like Jerry Lee Lewis, "Great Balls of Fire." Loved that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> who do, who doesn't like "Great Balls of Fire," Danny? So, um, so then, t then, then take us take us into your like sort of like. So, when you started, um, was it in London? You started doing the uh, you started DJing professionally. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I started out playing in bars in South East London um, yeah. in the mid-80s. Uh, I got a mm -hmm. slot on KISS Radio when um, in its inception, at the inception of the station, pirate radio station in London as an unknown, uh, 2 a.m. on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. I'd oh, leave there, go, go home, back across South London, go home <laughs> uh, and get myself ready for work and then take the bus <laughs> to Liverpool Street and go to work. So real commitment to uh, and passion for radio. So that yeah. was the early days of it, but it, it wasn't yeah. until 1987. Um, and I was still on KISS at the time uh, when I went to Ibiza uh, with some friends and um, house music was being played in Ibiza and that's when it really began for me. And I came back and I started my own club and the rest is history. And that club was called Shume. And that was, Shume was one of the uh, catalysts that sparked the acid house stroke rave uh, movement. And um, yeah. that's where my journey began. And I became a professional DJ. Um, very blessed to continue to travel the world. Um, maybe not as much as I'd like to um, from previous yeah. years, but... Yeah, it's a blessing, and I don't take anything for granted. I'm grateful for every day in this wonderful incarnation, and I do something that I love. You know, music yes. is is my passion, it's my love, and um, uh, and DJing is my craft. So yeah. I love radio, I love playing out live, and I love yeah. being in the studio producing music also. Yeah. On that, on that note, my darling, bear with us because we're just going to go have a quick break. We'll be back with Danny after this break. Don't go anywhere. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. TNT's Patrick Henningsen. Hamza Dahoud was the eldest son of the Gaza Bureau for Al Jazeera, while Dahoud, who previously lost other family members in the Israeli bombing raid, and... We would say that this is probably, in terms of conflicts, uh, this many journalists have been lost, uh, killed, injured in the whole of the Second World War, and that lasted uh, a number of years. And only in the last three months are we scraping 100 on the uh, journalist uh, fatality list, which is coming fast and furious out of Gaza. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT. subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of 
Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. For lovers of truth, liberty, free speech, and the pursuit of justice. Who fights a never-ending battle for truth. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hello and welcome back to the Abby Roberts Show. And with me, we I still have the delightful, the multi-talented superstar DJ, Danny Rampling. Danny, where were you when the, before we were rudely interrupted by uh, lots of uh, very depressing news? So let's let's keep talking about your... Um, <laughs> I was literally like, get on with it. Um, let's talk about um, Ibiza. Do you still... Do, how, how often do you go back to Sonny Ibiza? When you can. I'm still here. I'm still here after the break. Um, how often do I go back to Ibiza? Um, yeah. Maybe one, once a year. Um, right. Not as much as I used to practically live there. But um, um, yeah. Ibiza is a beautiful island. It's changed dramatically, um, but it still wow. holds a special place in many of our hearts. So yeah. once a year, that's it. So I, I play yeah. a lot across the UK and other places in Europe. I'm in Holland in February in Amsterdam. I love playing in Holland. Um, and this yeah. this summer, uh, we've got the Stand in the Light Festival, um, yes. which is um, hosted by the Light newspaper and Stand Indeed. in the Park. And that's take, taking place in the Lake District over uh, May the 24th to 27th, which is the bank holiday weekend. Yeah. That's going to be an epic Freedom Festival and then um, I'm back at Hope Sussex Festival, which takes place um, August Bank Holiday. Yes, uh, and that I'll be those t- I'll be I'll be Sorry. I'll be there as well. I'll be there as well. Yeah, the Hope. Yeah, fantastic, Danny. Yeah, I played there a couple of years ago, and it was amazing. Um, it's a very small festival, Hope, 500 capacity. Um, so uh, get those tickets quickly because they uh, will be gone before you know it. So, yeah, l- yeah, really looking forward to that, those two uh, freedom events. They're both going to be uh, 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 excellent, and uh, one in the north and one in the south. And I awesome. love the Lake yeah. District. Lake District, beautiful part of the country, lots yeah. of stunning walks and scenery and lots mm. of chilly lakes to swim in. Yes, and actually that gets me to put something I'm fascinated by because we had a caller earlier, I don't know if you heard Daniel, who he likes a freezing bath or freeze in first thing in the morning. So tell me, when did mm. you get into swimming? When, when did that start? Your daily, um, is it daily you do your swim? No, it's not daily, it's when the mood takes me because... Mm. Um, and uh, weather conditions and the sea conditions. Um, I probably go in again today. I was in there last week. I hadn't been in for a few weeks, but I got into it through the um, uh, the days of uh, COVID and um, the uh, introduction of the L word when there were restrictions. So just yeah. used to go out and walk for miles and uh, and started the uh, cold water immersion. Um, as many yeah. people did, and uh, really, that that was the beginning of it for me. I've lived on the coast for about twelve years, and pre, you know, pre the last three years, I I'd go in in the summer, maybe once or twice during the summer. Just didn't really um, uh, 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 take the benefits of everything that we have on our doorstep here. So that was one of yeah. the one of the more positive things that came out of that. Uh, unpleasant period shall we put it 
<laughs> putting it mildly. And Danny, you're very. <laughs> um, do you think that your background, like the DJing, uh, the partying, the kind of has uh, like ex made you more? Because I always think to myself, what what makes us a bit more awake than than people that aren't awake? If you know what I mean. Do you think it was the the fact that you were, you know, you sort of expanded your mind, shall we say? Well, I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've got to be careful um, what I say on the radio. Uh, well, well, I, I, you know, kind of the late eighties and nineties was a, a decade of hedonism and partying. But yeah. um, I'm very All professional good. about my work. Always yeah. have been, of course. Yeah. You know, I I go out. I raise the vibration through music. So, but mm. becoming um, aware of everything that was going on. Um, initially, I, I was in Australia in on tour in um february in uh 20 was it that was 219 2020 and um the day before leaving uh perth in western australia uh the day after they they called a complete shutdown of the country and many people were stranded in australia for months and couldn't couldn't leave the country so miraculously uh, uh we boarded a flight out of australia and back to the uk but within a couple of weeks in, in the UK, it had been announced that uh, we're going into two weeks to flatten the curve. Now, I'd mm. seen all this in Asia and wearing masks and yeah. um, on flights. And, uh, and on those flights during the internal flights in Asia and from Asia to Australia, I couldn't wear those damn masks on my face. And um, people were wearing them in the street, but they always have done in Asia. Uh, through traffic emissions and and their seasonal flus, so but um I didn't feel comfortable wearing the mask, so um you know I I did I did wear them uh, on a couple of occasions, like in the airport. But when I got on the flight, I took it off, and my partner at the time was saying, "Oh, you must put the mask on." I said, "Well, I, I don't want to put the mask on. It's it's irritating me." So coming back here, two weeks to flatten the curve. You know, initially I kind of thought, well, I. Not that I overly believed what was going on, but I went along with it and thinking, well, you know, uh, you know, this is potentially uh, a, a hazard and a danger to us. Um, but then after about three weeks of it, I saw, um, the, well, two weeks for flatten the curve just uh, went on and on. And I, I started watching um, some videos from Piers Corbyn, who I didn't really have much of a connection with uh, before that. And I saw a, um, a, a video um, of a rally. I think it was in Hyde Park and there was people talking at Speaker's Corner about the whole uh, COVID thing. And I thought, well, these people are my kind of people. They're talking my language. And Piers Corbyn was one of those uh, people. It was a James Dellingpole video, actually. And he was interviewing people in Hyde Park. Um, so... I think, you know, I had been um, uh, aware with the HN1 um, scaremongering some years before, which was the introduction of Facebook around that time. Was that 2007 or 2009? And was very vocal uh, in relation to that HN1. Sir Liam Fox was the health secretary at the time. And they were planning to roll out this, uh, this um, shot across the country. Anyway, the British public... Um, um, didn't agree with it and said it was unnecessary. And the whole thing really fell apart. So they wasted millions of pounds on this product. And um, 
another experimental yeah. product. And I believe that was the prelude to it. Um, yeah. And that was a yeah. prelude to what we've seen in the last three years. And that was some years before. So they'd, they tested the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the marketplace and um, it, it backfired on them. And people were very aware. I can remember seeing um, a BBC video that was uh, filmed in Brighton, a documentary, uh, interviewing members of the public and Channel 4 also. And everyone was saying, no, it's unnecessary. We don't need a, uh, a, 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 a shot. So I think yeah. that really, that, that gave them a lot of... Um, a, a lot of feedback and then they came back with it in um, 2000, uh, 2020, 21, yeah. 22. Um, so, yeah, I was very vocal around that and very aware and had looked into the whole subject matter through um, through MMR with my son when he was a, a baby. And that yeah. really opened um, my research and awareness around the uh, V word, shall we put it, which I had yes. in the 90s. I had the flu yep. V on over four winters. Uh, God knows yep. why, because it didn't, <laughs> it didn't stop getting a seasonal cold, because all it is, it's your body and your immune system flushing out toxins. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you know, kind indeed. Of We've, really? we've only got, so, uh, sadly, we've only got um, a minute or so, uh, Danny, with oh, okay. you. I mean, obviously, obviously <laughs> I, could, I, could, I, it seems oh. I could talk to you all day. In fact, we could have a buddy, yeah. we could have like a mini disco in here if yeah. I was allowed. But unfortunately, yeah. it's, um, it's 20, 20 to nine in the morning. I can't even believe that I'm up. Um, so what's up? Um, so uh, just can you just can you remind yeah. everyone, Danny, my darling, where people can find your dates? Because it's important that people go and see Danny Rampling, a legend, very, very so you you you're absolutely core to the freedom movement. You know, I mean, I I started to yeah, exactly, it's a similar kind of journey to you. But I'm just glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're able yeah. to speak out on TNT. And so, tell me where people tell people where you can they can find you. Thank dates. you. I think I, I feel it's a duty to speak out and stand up yeah. uh, against Indeed. what I'm doing. So um, on Facebook, um, my main pain page on Facebook. Uh, Danny Rampling, and I'm very, very active on Instagram, shadow banned for two years for uh, breaching communities, guidelines and standards, and for sharing what they term misinformation. <laughs> That's my boy. <clears throat> Thank you, Danny. Uh, Thank you, my darling. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I, I'll post some of your dates myself on, on my Twitter and send it to everyone, OK? Thank you. God bless Thanks. you. And see you soon, yeah. Danny. Thank you. Have a have a wonderful day and continue Cheers, my love. to raise the vibration. We'll do, baby. Woo hoo hoo! <laughs> and thank you very much. And we're going to go into. Uh, I've got another guest. We've got two very sexy uh, men uh, for this today. And our next man that sounds wrong is my very good friend, Mr. Francis O'Neill. <laughs> Come in, Francis. <laughs> Francis, hey, bless you. Can you so, hear me all right? Hey, yes, I can, hear, I, can hear, I can hear you fine, my lord. Can you say, hey, look at you, there you are. Um, how are you doing, pal? Are you, are you awake? I'm very well, well we know We know you're awake, <laughs> as in, in general. Um, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Honestly, it's just, uh, it's a delight. And now that I've got some, you know, can I have more room for more guests, it's brilliant. So um, tell me, what have you, just tell people who you are and what got you to the place you are, especially over the you know the last couple of years, well three years, really four years. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I was uh, up until 2020, a self-employed artist uh, just working away. I was, I had a, rented a studio as, as part of a collective of artists who rented a studio in my, in my space. I was doing teaching and doing my own work, make, just make getting through as an artist like that. And then, um, but I was aware uh, since probably about 2003 and 9-11 basically woke me up. Um, so I, 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 on the day I had questions, but by about 2003, I was aware of things. So when uh, 2020 came, um, I wasn't taking part in it and uh, and I was very quickly on the streets and I met a couple of women who thought the same way and we used to do outreach every weekend in, in the centre of Oxford where I was living um, and eventually um, my stance got me kicked out of that artist collective out of my studio and I've ended up in London in about 2022, beginning of 2022 and since then I've, I've become kind of known um, because I've been speaking on behalf of the Yellow Boards group, and that's a group of people who go out with Yellow Boards with messaging about the various impositions on the people at the moment, whether it's like ULEs or... Um, in fact, we've got... We've, sorry to interrupt, Francis. We've, 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 we've got a little clip of you in action. So let's see Francis in action, please. Play right, that clip. London Bridge. We've just been walking along the South Bank. You can see a whole lot of Yellow Boarders alongside me here. Um, we've been parading along through tourists and through people, pedestrians along the South Bank, just raising awareness of uh, the importance of keeping cash going and the dangers of central banking digital currencies, which are currencies that the government would have, which would be digital, which are different from things like Bitcoin and the cryptocurrencies. I had a little conversation with one guy about that who's a bit confused about that. It's a really important distinction to make. I've tried to explain in other videos about how the bankers have taken control, you can hear support there from the traffic, how the bankers have taken control of governments um, by, by the way, with the financial system... OK, that was Francis in action. Tell us more about the yellow boards, Francis. Well, I th the first I saw of them was in a clip from New Zealand where they had people standing along the side of a road and the clip was filmed from a car, so the car was driving along the road and you saw one yellow board after another with a different message in relation to the V word. Uh, so this was about 2021. And... Uh, and so you mean then the, exper sort of the experimental, the experimental gene therapy, so-called so yes. vaccine? You can say vaccine, by the way, on here, because I mean it's a free, okay. it's me, yeah. vaccine injections, poison. I'm trying to keep you in the shots. show for as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I called Ursula von der Leyen Hitler with a pussy yesterday, so I, I think that that those days. Are anyway, carry on, mate. <laughs> Your time is limited, right? So, <laughs> so, days are numbered already, right? Yeah. So, um, but but um, yeah. So so then it spread and um, it became there's a there's an organisation called Rebels on Roundabouts in the UK where the, uh, people go out and and it's just it sprouts up independently and it, there's no like central organisation to it. People just make their own yellow boards and they go out and they've been doing it around, roundabouts. And in London, um, it's not so much on a roundabout. It's just people are taking the yellow boards to all different locations and we do all different subjects obviously it started with the lockdowns it started with the vaccines and um now it's about ULES is a big thing in london and then it's uh, net zero and we're talking about cash obviously in that video about um how cbdc's are coming in and, and it's important to use cash because if if you've got a middleman then um you've got no control over whether you interact with society which we, we saw was a danger with the vaccines because because um, they tried to introduce vaccine passports, which would have been uh, like a way of um, controlling your interaction with society unless you do what you're told. Yes, indeed. And were you were you always a bit of a rebel? So growing up, were you, were you a bit of a sort of uh, push back against the pricks or were you, mm, did that come later? 
I think, um, I, I, don't, I don't know, I, I was probably always uh, thought for myself, I, I come from a family of like with the six boys and I think my mum's a bit of a rebel and um, and I think all the boys are rebels in some way and I don't think I was like, partic- I think, yeah, I was never like um, particularly in trouble all the time, um, but I was never someone who would do what they're told. I was always like, why, why, what you did? So, you know, like um, I, I, I had that streak in me. I think we've all got it in my family, yeah. Yeah, well, I've, I've met one of your your lovely brother. You know, at the day the David Ike event, he came up. Are they all as you know, very good looking? Are they all as good looking as you and your brother? <laughs> <laughs> this has taken a weird turn. This show, no, but honestly, they're all ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you're all ugly. And um, are you still painting, Francis? Because I honestly, Francis. I mean, he's he's a wonderful. I mean, you are absolutely a, a wonderful part of. Uh, what would we stop calling it the freedom movement? What should we call it? Like the um, what would you what would you call it? The uh, I, I don't know. I think this happy. Do you know what? I'm the most reluctant rebel. I just want to like get on with things and like and it, yeah. It's, it's like you know you know when you have to get up in the morning. You can't. You have to get up. But you know you have to get up and you do it anyway. That's my uh, attitude to the freedom stuff. Yeah. It's like okay, so so someone's got to do this. We've got to go. And actually, when you get into it, it's all right. It's like you got to do your yeah. It's all right when you write an article. It's all right. And and probably the yeah. easiest thing is making memes, and that's kind of quite fun. But um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so gonna... I am still painting, yeah, in answer to your yeah. question. And we'll, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll be back with Francis after this break. Don't go anywhere. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns, They didn't think I was gonna make it. I had to learn to walk again and live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear because I'm grilling up dinner. (laughs) Do you get it? Yes, good job. So what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. See, Smokey thinks I'm funny. Pour yourself a drink and grab some nibbles. Hey! Uh, Ow! I said nibbles, not nipples. Oh, you are awful, but I like you. You're with Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hello, welcome back, and I've got the wonderful Francis O'Neill with me. Francis, wonderful Substack writer, wonderful yellow boards. He's out every day. He rescued me from when I was arrested back in June. You were the only person, Francis, that came down to the police station, and you waited for eight hours. Anyway, back to you. I want to find out more about uh, your art and if you're still doing it. 
Yeah, so um, I, 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 yeah, I'm still doing it. I, I had a little, it, it, obviously the lockdown and getting booted out of the studio interrupted things a little bit, but I've settled down in London now. So I've been working again and uh, and getting on with my yeah. painting. I've, I've finished the commission, which I'll be delivering this evening, actually, to uh, a friend of oh. ours who you know called Dan. Um, so uh, yeah, yes. I'm, I've been busy. Yeah. Wonderful. Dan the plumber. Yeah. I mean that's not his surname. <laughs> Down the plumber, he's wonderful. Oh, he's so he's so fantastic. And um, your Substack is uh, is so great, and it's coming on for you know going from strength to strength. And do you write articles pretty much every week, or like when the mood takes uh, you? Um, I did a whole spate of them because I just felt that there was an, a need to address certain things, you know, because I felt like we were being a bit misled. Um, and so I was addressing uh, why people thought certain people were not to be trusted in the movement, like uh, people we've spoken about uh, before, like yeah. these people who maybe had advocated the injections and who'd advocated the lockdowns and then suddenly had become prominent figures that were leading the movement. And I was thinking, well, well these people can't be trusted. And I just wrote articles which sort of detailed what they'd actually said and what they'd done and what they hadn't done. Um, um, yeah. that, that yep. meant these people were not 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 worthy of positions of leadership um, and allowed people to draw their own conclusions. So I wrote a series of articles all in one spate um, through maybe the summer and uh, autumn of last year. Um, and yep. then I got back on with my painting. But I've, I've been dipping in um, every now and then when I feel like uh, I want to uh, do some... Like, like I wrote one just before Christmas. I've written one yesterday. So um, mm. I've got a few more in the pipeline, but just when I can, when I feel like it really, because it's not my main line of work, but although people have seemed to react well to them. Yes, yes. And uh, and we, uh, I think we're, we're of a mind that uh, the Bridgens, the Andrew Bridgens of this world and the Campbells, I mean, did you, did you see the Dr. John Campbell, nurse slash doctor, uh, peddling the new X? Uh, uh, disease, uh, eight dead mice, trans mice, whatever the fuck he was saying. What do we think about him? Well, uh, he's actually someone I didn't write about because I felt like there was enough out there already about him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and just uh, ju just the fact that he, uh, he, 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 for me, yeah, he's made a lot of money um, encouraging people to get the injections. And even a layman like me who was who was studying it, and, and he, his, his role apparently was to give people information and to do background reading for them. That was what his role was. That's why he had a, a prominent channel. And people were turning to him and he was advertising himself as a doctor, as a PhD doctor. And he was also a nurse. And I think that anybody who did the basic and most rudimentary research into mRNA technology or into um, into any aspects of the jabs would see, even at the first level of research, when you just go on the government websites, it would say there's no long-term safety data, there's no fertility data. And I think that in itself, the fact that he failed to make that clear or, or, or work on that premise, it's something you've often said, it's just on the basic ethical premise that there's no informed consent here. Um, yes. th th that should have been a, a, a major red flag. And so having failed to do that, I find him fundamentally untrustworthy. Now, people can say, oh, everyone wakes up at different times and you, and so on. But I think that we've also got to look at competence. Like if, if someone builds you a bridge and it falls down, you don't get them to build your next bridge, right? This, this yeah. has got to be a basic reward. People think it's about ego. I knew first and you knew second. No, it's nothing to do with ego. It's to do with like, if you've yeah. got a track record of success, you're going to hire that person. If you've got a track record of failure, you're going to ignore that person. It's just basic logic. So with basic logic, I dismissed that guy out of hand and stopped listening to them. And, and I think that's, you can do that with a lot of people. And, and I've been doing that with people um, since like since I became aware of how the world works with 9-11. You start to recognize if they're not telling you the truth on major issues, then you just stop paying attention to them because the, the likelihood is that if they're not compromised um, in a sinister way, they um, 
they're not uh, they're, they're controlled in the other way where they're they're, they're so uh, their critical faculties are not switched on they've got blind spots and so so they're not you can't rely on them to prevent you provide you with truthful and accurate information Yes, yes, 100%. And uh, I'm glad you reiterated that point about um, it being a bit of an ethical question, which I've, I've, as you know, I've been saying for a while, is the graphs and the data and the this, that and the other. It's kind of redundant because it's not the science TM. Uh, ethics and uh, morals are not scientific. They're something that are, it's either good or bad. <laughs> and you choose one side or the yeah. other, right? So, so, so that's that's really basic, and we should start there. And it's so obvious, and everyone can follow that, like straight away. Like we can follow that, and 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 yet this guy, his 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 uh, um, sphere of influence is in data, and he's still getting it wrong. Yeah, and he, yeah. And, he, and, and 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 he's, he's also he's, he's he's providing information that's over and above the uh, inaccurate information that's over and above the inaccurate claims that the vaccine manufacturers made. So, so this guy, like, there's something really wrong with the information he's getting, he's giving out, and and yet yep. he's held up as being some kind of hero for changing his mind. But also, anyone who changes the mind when when the the cause is not relevant anymore, like when everyone's full of jab vaccines, when they, when you're full of jabs and your arms like a watering can, like yep. it, it's not, it's what good are you? Like yeah, it's, after, it's it's too late. It's run... already happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's like exactly. So, oh, uh, it. Yeah, sorry, go. Um, but it's, it's also it's the uh, it's the thing about you know when people say change your mind, but what is there? What mind is there to change when it's something is so obviously ethically wrong? Do you see what I mean? It's like you can check you yeah. can you can discover something that's new in a in a scientific equation, but morality and ethics are are uh, what do you call it? They're constant, aren't they? They're a constant, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they're incontrovertible. They continue like yeah. they're, they're, they're permanent, and so and and, and yeah. Yeah, it's, he doesn't add up for me. So the people like that, I'm, I'm very suspicious of. And also, when the other thing is, it's not like we don't we have a dearth of people who spoke out, who spoke out, who who can fulfil that role, who are qualified. You know, like Sukarit Bagdi or Mike Eden yeah. or Dolores Kyle. These people, you could look to them and say, well, these these people have um, have demonstrated competence. They've been accurate all the way through. So we know that we can trust these. These people spoke out when there was because um, it's easy to, there's a quote about patriotism from the old days about how easy it is to be a, uh, to be a patriot when there's no pressure on you when there's no when when you, your yeah. feet aren't being held to the fire so if you've got people who've actually gone against the grain and suffered for it then they've proven their worth they've proven their moral um, standing and and, yes. and their you know and their informed standing and so like then you would look to them for guidance rather than somebody who misled you when it was yeah. difficult to speak out so yeah, like the, the 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 Thomas the Thomas Binders of this world who were actually put in a mental asylum in Germany, and um, on that note, Francis, that's all we've got time for. Please come back when you we'll have, we'll have a bit longer. Uh, God bless you for all you do. Thanks for coming on the show, and lighting it up. You too, thank Abby. you, thank you. Best of luck with it. Cheers, bye. cheers, mate. Bye, bye. See you soon. Right, we are going to go uh, to have a little bit of live chat. Oh, I've been neglecting the chat. Um, where can we see your artwork, Francis? Well, I'm sure there'll be um, places that you uh, to see it. I think Substack, Francis O'Neill on Substack. Have a little look at it at his uh, at his Substack. I think it's francisoneill.substack.com. Uh, if I'm not uh, mistaken, have a little look. He's on Twitter as well, Francis O'Neill. I don't know why he said. I've got to say it in an Irish accent because you know I, I like that. The Francis O'Neill. Very uh, wonderful, Francis. Francis is phenomenal. Charlotte said that. Uh, somebody's put Tiz Was. What a great comparison for the Abbey Roberts show. Tiz Was? 
Bloody hell. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, this is more more entertainment and not my... Uh, anyway, disagree with some of Katie's opinions, but would... Oh, okay. Fantastic. Uh, someone's put... So has Hopkins gone for good? Who knows? I don't know. I'm just... Uh, this is just... Uh, I'm just doing my show. Um, <laughs> I like TNT, but the ads are shit. Blimey, don't don't hold back everyone in the chat. Right, let's have some callers. Uh, request for anyone want to call in? Let's have the numbers on the screen, please. Our lines are open. From the US and Canada, call 1-888-201-6425. From the UK, call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Hello and welcome back. And we've got Siv on the line. Siv from Sydney. Are you there, mate? Yes, I am. How are you going this fine oh. freezing morning over there in the UK? It is absolutely brass monkey weather, mate. Apparently it's <laughs> minus, 50, minus 55 and, and, uh, no, and there I'm are not. blizzards. Like, we're like, I'm like this. I walk to work like this. There was snow up there. There isn't at all. It's fine. I, I, it's I winter. Heard, I, I, I heard about that the other day about, uh, I think it was yesterday on, on, it might have been this very radio station, as a matter of fact, where they were actually teaching people how to walk like penguins so that you don't get cold. Um, That's correct. Right, okay. In Scotland. I mean, In so Scotland. Are we, are we, is the NHS over there going to provide everybody free water bottles? Might as well. I mean, they do everything else over there, don't they? Yeah, they do everything else. Well, yeah. they do. They do. They do do everything else. The NHS. They they mainly kill people uh, in their care, uh, which I shouldn't be laughing yeah. about. It's terrible. No, but yeah, no, they just they just treat yeah. treat people like kids. Is, is it the same over there with your health service? Well, in Australia, that's funny you, well, that's funny you say that. Um, when when uh, the so when we get to the winter period down here, we get the usual warnings about the flu things coming around or the cold things coming around, or you know, we get the usual announcements about about vaccinations. But as we've gone away from mandates, people kind of make their own decisions about what they're going to do, and the individuals that make their decisions about whether they're going to be vaccinated or not, and some are and some mm -hmm. aren't, and... We just kind of get yeah. on, get on with life. I think that's how things work. Before I go, I want to ask you in the right, remaining yeah. few minutes, um, those of you, those of you, if if any of you, I know the TNT isn't a sport outlet, but I did watch this last night. or actually listened to it this morning, my time. Yeah. But it was last night yours, the FA Cup. And if you're if you live in either Blackpool or Nottingham Forest, if you see that game, that was that was. I, I wonder if you have got any nails left. <laughs> I wonder if the blood pressure is still at a reasonable level. Was it Siv? I love I love your contribution. What you're introducing football? Do I look like a bloody football fan? Is it hang on a bit, Blackpool and Nottingham Forest? Did you say Notts Forest? That's right. <laughs> uh, and I we'll have to Nottingham see if there's Forest any one I believe Nottingham Forest won three two in the end, in the very end. Right. Uh and they're through to the fourth round and sorry Blackpool, but you're out. I think they're in. I think it's. Sorry, Blackpool. I think it's uh, the Championship or League. Well, I think it's League One. I, I think that's where they are. I can't remember. Well, the, but not, if, not if the Premier, so the one under. That's right. I think that's right. But uh, well, for yeah. my sins, if you if you really want to know, for my sins, I'm telling you anyway. For my sins, I'm a QPR supporter, and we're not in the Premier League, so I'm kind of still crying in my adult beverage. So. 
QPR, blimey. I had, I had an affair once with a personal trainer who was a QPR <laughs> fan. I tell you what, the things that we did on that Swiss ball are worth... Anyway, I can't talk about it live Gee, on air. Uh, thank you. On air. I mean, that's for the late night podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it? It certainly is. That's why I've kept it a bit cleaner just for you, Siv. God bless you, mate. Thank you. Thank you for calling, and I'll speak to you again tomorrow. Good, good to talk to you, Abby. I can't wait for the late good night to talk podcast. To you. I'll be tuning in. Cheers, mate. See you soon. Bye. Bye. OK, uh, let's have... I want to talk to you in the last uh, minute or so, unless we've got any other calls. Um, let's have uh, talk about the theatre that I went to last night for the first time in many years. Can we have the, the photo up, please, that I've... Uh, that you should have in the gallery. That's it. This is the cast of Ulster American by a wonderful playwright called David Ireland. You can see Woody Harrelson there. Uh, Woody Harrelson, um, we've got Andy Serkis and Louisa Harland. Let me tell you, right? I went there yesterday, Riverside Studios. It is brilliant. It is pro-free speech, anti-woke. It has a jab at uh, the people that were like, how dare you have voted for Brexit? Basically, it's taking, it's shitting all over the liberal left, which I absolutely love. You know, they kind of, it's basically about a theatre director, an American Hollywood actor played by Woody, and Louisa Harland is the Northern Irish playwright although she says she's British because she's from Northern Ireland, from Belfast. It's just brilliant. And it's like got lots of um, things about what words you can say, what you can't say. It's hilarious. David Ireland also, by the way, wrote The Lovers on Sky Atlantic, which I saw quite a while back and loved it and just didn't, you know, make the connection. Uh, he's also, I think, in, in Derry Girls, plays Claire's dad in Derry Girls. It, honestly, I... I actually became asthmatic. I laughed that much, but it's very, it's great because you want to, I mean, and I got up at the end, I led the basically the standing ovation and I've, it was packed. The theatre was not a single seat spare. Um, so God, and David Ireland, what a writer. And he's doing this to the woke it's fantastic. Yeah, there's been a sea change in uh, in in the culture. So I'm telling you now, and this is the great thing, is that someone like me, comedian uh, David Ireland, others, we're at the vanguard. We're at the front, the vanguard. We're pushing back the sea of nonsense, which is that words are words. They're not deeds. Um, it's just great. I absolutely loved it. I was literally on the edge of my seat and laughed so much. The woman next to me was a bit like, all right, love, calm down. Um, but it was great. So if you're, if you're of that kind of persuasion, like wokey, like, oh, no, you can't say that. Ooh, trans. Ooh, he, ooh, he. Go and see it. <laughs> because <laughs> you'll realise that you're losing and we're winning. So God bless you, David Island, who's just followed me on Instagram, by the way. <laughs> which is brilliant. Um, I'm a huge fan. Right, so we are now going to uh, have a little bit of the live chat uh, and then we're going to... Um, and then it's the end of the show! <laughs> um, let's have a see what people... Um, oh, good to hear that something's moving in the lovey world. Honestly, we're out of time, guys. Oh, my God, I've loved it so much. Thanks for joining me today on TNT. Next up, it's Open Line with Rick Mon and Natalie Cheel. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day.